This is Valley Watch on Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM. Hello and welcome to Valley Watch, a show that's brought to you by our good friends at Bonneville Broadcasting. We're coming to you from the KTAR studios. I'm Rob McDade. I'm a captain with the Phoenix Fire Department in our public affairs. I'm very happy about the guest we have today. Uh, this is somebody that is a great partner with the Phoenix Fire Department and somebody that I'm very passionate about their cause, and you should also be passionate about their cause. I'm here with Rex Albright, who is the CEO of the Arizona Burn Foundation. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing well. Thank you, Rex. This is a very busy time of year for you, isn't it? It's exciting this time of year, of course. We have a lot of things happening with the holidays. We have Christmas trees up, and we have to worry about people having their Christmas trees watered and so forth, and they've got fireworks coming up in January. So we're all just very excited about what's happening. But it's also a great, rewarding experience to see families enjoying Christmas. It is. So let's uh, let's rewind Let's for our listeners. Let's give them an overview who've never heard you and, and, what, and, and what your foundation stands for and the great work that you do. What is the Arizona Burn Foundation and what is your mission? Arizona Burn Foundation is the organization that supports burn survivors and their families after the trauma of burn. And we're the only organization in the state of Arizona that works with families directly from the hospital stay all the way through their healing, all the way to their journey back to being thriving is what we call it. And we partner with ValleyWise here in the Valley Arizona Burn Center, plus the Tucson uh, University Medical Center in Tucson and what they're doing with their new place in Banner. When I look at injuries, being a firefighter and being a paramedic for 22 years that I have, and I've seen all sorts of um, traumatic injury, but what I like to tell people is why Arizona Burn Foundation is so important to me and why the Phoenix Fire Department is partnered with you is if somebody were walk into this room and they were in a horrific bike accident and maybe broke their leg 15 years ago, if they had correct recovery, we, we might not know that they had that injury and they might not get the questions and they might not get what would perceived as huh, quizzical looks at them. But unfortunately, with our folks in the burn, those recovering from burn injuries and those that have suffered those, they can be lifelong scars that live with them. But your organization wants to turn that narrative around and show them thriving. I love your mission statement and I love what you do. But you're also a nonprofit, so you need the help of the folks in Arizona and across the country to do the wonderful things you do, don't you? Yes, we need we need local support. We need people who can actually see our mission, see as an opportunity to make a difference. And what we talk about is impact. So when you talked about you know the the survivors coming out of this and the scars, it's not only the physical scars that you can actually see in burn survivors sometimes, but it's also the emotional scars that we don't see. And it's not just the burn survivors that are impacted. As we get into talking to family members, if you have a child at the bed, the mom and dads or the grandparents who are involved in that family or siblings are just as emotionally charged up as the burn survivors. And then coming from that, they need their own emotional support. So as our mission talks about burn survivors, we're really talking about the entire family unit. And so what we're working with and what we're looking for support on is our expansion of our mental health programs. Because if if people can physically get well, but if they're emotionally not well, they're really not thriving. And we have burn survivors who, in their minds, are lucky enough to not have burns, scars visible, but they're still on their bodies and they're still emotionally. And so they're not living their best life. We've had folks tell us that they're afraid of wearing short sleeve shirts or short pants because they might show a, a scar on their legs or on their arms or on their chest. And it's like, so for them, they don't have a good quality of life because they're always fearful someone's going to find out. And they think it's a scar. It's, it's, it is a part of your body, but it's not a scar. It's just part of who you are. It's your story. It's your life. So we help them find their journey back, but also get the family to understand that they need to interact in the community 
community a little bit differently and make sure that their family members are safe and protected, but there's also moving forward for them. And it looks different for every single family. I love that. I think that's probably my favorite part of that, that you focused on that mental part of it, because your organization exists because if somebody has a traumatic burn injury and the wonderful folks at Valley Wise and Dr. Foster, and they get them back to being among us in our community, back to work, back with their folks, insurance companies, or those will say, we're done with you. You're good to go, but they're really not. This is when their journey begins. So they need that extra help, whether it be through organizational needs, through mental health experts, but the insurance companies aren't going to help them because they've already, in their eyes, fixed them. And that's where you come in. Correct. And we're also there from, you know, you mentioned insurance, and we have some folks whose insurance maybe not be as robust as other folks. And so to the best case for the Dr. Fosters of the world or other Dr. Castanon down in Tucson, they look at it and say, we need this activity, whether it's physical or emotional support, and they're not able to get their insurance to cover it. So we'll step in and make sure that those are handled. And then we're also there at the bedside when they're in the hospitals, because if you have a family member and you don't want to leave your family member isolated in the in the hospital beds, but you know some people have obligations. They, don't, they can't afford to stay in a hotel near their family member's they can't afford to drive back and forth if it's a long commute. So we help them with the gas. We help them with the hotel stays. We help them pay some rents if they need to. So they don't have to feel that need to get out of the hospital to go to work or to be more productive because they know they need to be at their bedside. And if they're watching their family members from that close view of that bedside, they're able to see their family members come from the trauma of, oh, my goodness, what happened to, oh, they're starting to make physical improvements, then that allows them to leave the hospital and know that, okay, the physical improvements will continue, but now we need the emotional support. And And the Arizona Burn Foundation has been their partner since they've been in the hospital, since they've been sitting there in that bed, and they trust us to work them through the process, whether it's through our camps, our retreats, or other social activities that we participate with, and get them back engaged. And that's really what it's about, getting them engaged. It's not just getting them outside and getting them working or getting them back to school. It's having them truly be engaged in those activities where they feel comfortable being being there and not just thinking they have to be there. Well, I can tell you from firsthand information, I've been lucky enough to be a part of your organization and the great work they do. And when the speakers come in and the burn survivors talk and their family members are there, I think I'm most touched by a spouse that will speak to us before their spouse speaks and says, my husband was a shell of himself until he got the necessary help that he needed. Uh, Arizona Burn Foundation saved our lives, saved our family lives. And that's, I think, has to be for you and your and the, and the great folks that work at Arizona Burn, that's what it's all about for you, isn't it? It is. It's really watching the family member, whether it's a spouse or a mom or a dad or a, a sibling, come to you and say that you made a difference. I mean, you you took my brother and my sister and you gave them back to us as a as a as a family member, not just as a, a trauma victim, because uh, we want to get out of that word victim. So, and to have a, a young man who's in his 30s that I met a couple of years ago come to me and tell me that his, you know, he was burned as a two-year-old, so he doesn't remember a lot of the hospital stuff, but he was still lives with his trauma, so he started to work through that. But he got in touch with his mom and said that he found an organization that's going to help him move forward, and she lives in another state. She's in her 50s. And as soon as she, he said, I'm starting to get help from my burn, from my trauma, from being this, this person who's afraid to show my scars or talk about my scars, to his mom then breaking down at 50-some-odd years old saying, I still remember the smells, I remember this. And so she needed to have wow. that release because she was hiding herself sure. because she didn't want to help her. She didn't want to have her son feel bad. So the two of them walked through that journey for 30 years together, just sort of hiding. And as soon as it re- released from one or the other, the other partner got to be able to be 
released from that burden. And it's just so rewarding to now see a mom and a, and a son who can communicate about what happened and not in a judgmental way, not in a, in a scared way, but really moving forward. And that's really what life's about is moving forward. It's not about holding on and, and holding back. It's about moving forward. And that's what Thrive means. So the, the success stories is really what I love about EBF at Arizona Burn. But let's also talk about you don't stop there. So uh, that's what I think is probably one of my most favorite parts about being a part of your organization is you immediately are there. The 10 minutes after they arrive there, your folks are notified. It's You circle the wagons, you go to work. But you also spend a lot of time on the prevention side, don't you? Yes, because, you know, obviously a burn is traumatic and we can we can work with the families as they come out of that process and we feel proud about our results. But what we want to do is not have people get burned. And that would be the best part of our job is not doing that. So in 2017, specifically, we got engaged with early childhood education. We know that this is going to be a generational change, that we're going to have to get people younger to understand what's in their homes that are preventing fires or burns injuries and help them walk through that as a child and then continually educate them throughout their their youth. And then when we become parents, they'll be able to teach their kids a little bit differently. So we're right there at the school levels at pre-K through fifth grade in school districts talking about burn prevention, fire safety, and really getting it to, to level up to education. It's really what it's about. And in 2006, we started another program with Phoenix Fire as our main partner in that was in 2006, we started to install, install smoke alarms. Working smoke alarms save lives. It's a, it's a tagline, but it is actually means something because it actually is true. Once a, once, a, once a fire happens in a house, you've got two minutes to escape because of the smoke toxicity, not really the flames. And so we know that the faster you get that warning, the faster you can get out, the better off we're going to be from getting a burn injury or, God forbid, a death. So we need to get working smoke alarms. And we've installed over 25 5,000 smoke alarms since 2006 That's in the amazing. state of Arizona. That number is staggering. <laughs> and, and it's been and free. Impressive. And free, and this free is grassroots. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry. I yeah. cut you off, yeah. Rex, but it's free. But I've been there. Your folks put on vests. <laughs> they work together. They have tools. They've got a whole set ready to go. And basically, like you talk about grassroots, you're just knocking on doors. You're putting right. hangers on there saying, how can we help you? Do you have a working smoke detector? And I've been there, and, and I've seen your folks interact with them. And somebody will say, I don't even know if the batteries work anymore. Right. I've seen you put in two smoke detectors mm-hmm. in a working area. Yeah. That has to be gratifying for your organization, knowing how many countless lives you've probably saved because of that. It is it is really rewarding, not only for us as an Arizona Burn Foundation, but for have our volunteers involved in that. We get over, you know, 30, 40 volunteers. Some communities like Phoenix need 100 volunteers, and they get to see, and they get to come out and say, I was at, and I installed 13 smoke, de- smoke alarms this morning or this afternoon, and they get to walk out knowing they made an impact on 13 different families potentially and so forth and so on. So the numbers get more and more you know, large every time we talk about it, but it's so exciting. But also in the last two years, we've expanded our deaf and hard of hearing. So folks, if you're in your house and you're wondering how, if you have somebody who has hard of hearing, either elderly or a child and you think about how am I going to get that person out of bed thinking you got to get two minutes out of your room you got to get to the next person's room because they may not have heard the alarm is that we have a deaf and hard of hearing program so please if you have that situation give us a call and we'll talk to you about that and what it looks like again it's it's all for the homeowners it's all for them at no charge to them we have great funders that are helping us out and we could sure use a lot more energy around funding around our deaf and hard of hearing alarms because they're very needed perfect segue we we knew this was going to go fast we didn't even get into what 2020 23 looks like for you and happy new year everybody but i i would be remiss if somebody that's listening to this today isn't touched by what you said how can they get involved i mean a nominal donation doing the smoke detector walks tell us how they can get involved 
Go to azburn.org, really, and there's and there you can walk a, through the, the letters azburn.org. Correct, azburn.org, and then go there and you can watch. You can read a story, you can watch a video, you can learn about our volunteer opportunities, you can learn how you can make a financial impact. Of course, we'd love to talk to you. It's more about a conversation, so we we don't just ask people on the street for money. We what we ask for them is to make an impact, and this is how you're going to make an impact, and this is how one dollar will make a difference, either childhood education or how three dollars will make an impact on somebody getting a smoke detector, or how are you going to be able to make a difference today and not only give a donation to a worthy cause, but also remind yourself that you just may have saved a life. Milo and Moxie, we got one minute left. What is that and how does that help folks? You can't do that in a minute. How about Milo and Moxie's interactive uh, coloring book uh, app and it's for the kids. We have a Milo and Moxie and it is an interactive program for the children and it explains how to get out of a house. You know, you work with your family members on escape plans, where to meet on the outside of the house so you don't, you know everybody's safe and protected. And so it is a program that we encourage and the Hall of Flame Museum will have an interactive facility there that Our you can go actually Chuck look. Chuck Montgomery is happy that you mentioned that. It's a wonderful exhibit at the yes. Hall of Flame Museum. Yes. And it talks all about Milo and Moxie, walks you through a standard home in the suburban area and say this is where you need to have Dangers is where you can get out of the house. This is what to look for. So Milo Moxie is at the Hall of Flame Museum. That's the best way to interact with it. Fantastic. Thank you, Rex, for being here. Thank you to Ed Cole, our fantastic producer, for making sure that you can hear everything and that I sound good. He has a hard job in front of him to make sure I sound good. Uh, thank you for joining us on Valley Watch. Have a great rest and of your day, and Happy New Year.